Hello, welcome back to Review Without a Cause. Great name, great pun. I know, you're welcome. Today we're going to talk about Game of Thrones finale, and I'm talking about the finale of the finale of the... It's over, you guys. It's been around since 2011. Now it's 2019. It's been eight years. I think we can safely say this is over. The episode on IMDb has a 4.9 stars out of 10. That should tell you something already, how people feel towards this episode. I've seen memes everywhere. I'm seeing blah, blah, blah everywhere. You know what I mean. It was... 4.9 sounds really accurate. It does agree with how I feel about the episode. I watched it live. Um, I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel emotional. I didn't feel connected to everybody in the episode at all. So let's just say that it happened. We got to deal with it. And... It wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it just happened. There's no power that we have over it. Let's talk a little bit more about the episode, trying to do it spoiler-free in case you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it and you listen to this, what is up with you? Do you like pain? Thank God I'm so nice that I do a spoiler-free section at the beginning. Let's do uh, some talk about the episode spoiler-free. It's going to be tough, though. It was a really um, episode full of action and stuff and mediocre acting. I'm really harsh on them, but it was, yeah, the acting was not on point, the stories of the characters were not where you thought they would end up, but at the same time, they didn't surprise you, the music was great, obviously, um, I always like the music of Game of Thrones, it's pretty cool, but other than that, I don't know what to tell you, there's nothing exciting, there was nothing or extraordinary about this episode, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to agree with me. I don't think anybody's gonna be like, this was the best episode I've ever seen. I saw it, um, an article about someone who wrote about the episode and was kind of like, the finale of the Game of Thrones was the worst episode of the entire series or something like that. And it was like a, a magazine, online magazine. It sounds quite harsh, but at the same time, you've been building up, like I said, eight years for this. You cannot just let it fall flat. Anyway, that's all I'm gonna say about the episode, spoiler free. Let's enter the spoiler zone. Okay, spoiler zone, beware. What the fuck? I have the feeling that in the last episode of Game of Thrones and in this one, I just react to it like that. What the fuck? Although, in this episode, there was not that many shocking scenes. It was no Daenerys burning down a whole city, you know what I mean? But it was still, uh, what the fuck, to the writers, or what the fuck, to the people involved in the process of this. I sound really harsh. I'm really proud of this show. It's been a while, eight years of amazing as they said in multiple sources, quality TV. It changed the way that we do TV shows nowadays. People have higher standards because of this show. The budget is even bigger than some like films productions. So it has made a change in the TV industry, blah, blah, blah. But this episode, that's why, precisely, it's really disappointing. Let's talk about different characters because that's the way I do it I just go from character to character so that you can follow me it's really easy you're gonna get the drill you'll get it let's talk about Tyrion Tyrion we see like that's the first thing we see in the episode we see Tyrion just reacting to whatever it's happening out there and he's obviously in shock he's obviously like what the fuck I did not see it coming even though so many people warned me about this that's not very Tyrion from him but you know we all make mistakes Nobody's perfect, like Hannah Montana says. 
Tyrion is surprised. He's like, oh, man, I fucked up. I have to talk to John. We have to fix this. And the only way he thinks that he is a- like able to fix it is by talking to John and being like, I think you should kill her. I think you should kill Danny. She's done these horrible things. Blah, blah, blah. John is like, no, mate. No, nah, mate. It's not going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. She's my queen. Anyway, Tyrion gets, you know, caged, whatever, captured. He's put as a prisoner because he let Jamie go, which was really useless because we see in the beginning of the episode Jamie and J- uh, and Cersei are indeed dead. Something that I didn't want it to happen. I was expecting them to be alive at some point, you know what I mean? But we saw that hand popping out of the, you know, rocks. You, We knew what was going to happen. We knew that was going to be the end for them. Kind of disappointing. That was, for me, that was the most disappointing thing about Game of Thrones, how Cersei died such an anticlimactic dead, uh, dead death. And the prophecy that they were talking about since the beginning of the show did not happen. You could always argue that, obviously, Jamie was the one who said, let's go over here. And Tyrion was the one who said, you know, you have to put, you have to get Cersei out of the castle, go like down this path and blah, blah, blah. So both of the smaller, younger brothers of Cersei did kind of kill her in a way. But it's not the same. They're not tricking us with technicalities. No, it was a bullshit death, in my opinion. They all deserve better. Anyway, Tyrion is like, yeah, go cut. He's in jail. And that's when Jon Snow comes to visit and is like, yo, dude. Um, I'm sorry you're here, but you kind of like, you got it, you got it coming. And he's like, you know what? You're queen as shit. <laughs> they didn't talk like that. I'm paraphrasing, believe it or not. So Jon Snow, at first, he's not up for it. I don't know what makes him change his mind. But eventually, he does meet with Danny in the Iron Throne um, room. And he does kill her. In a very anticlimactic way, once again. When I was watching it, I was with my with my ga with my gals. No, I'm sorry, there were only boys around me. <laughs> with my mates, and they were kissing. And around the room, it was kind of like a moment where, like, ew. But I noticed that Jon Snow wasn't comfortable with that kiss, and I said, "You guys, wait, wait, it's coming." And yes, I was right. Obviously, I'm always right. Um, he did kill her. Jon Snow killed Danny. He killed Daenerys Targaryen, his aunt and lover, something that shouldn't be in the same sentence, but it is, and it was, and it happened. And that was a very anticlimactic death. She got, like, a little blood coming out of, and it doesn't matter. And we're also talking about the fact that she got stabbed a little bit lower in the stomach, which wouldn't automatically kill her the way that she died. Obviously, I have not stabbed a lot of people in my life. I cannot make a case for the stabbing technique or the place where you have to stab I'm gonna stop saying stab because I sound like a psycho. But you know what I mean? It was kind of weird. That scene was really weird. And then, okay, the thing that most confused me and my mates was what Drogon was thinking. And if somebody tells me once again that the dragon understood that the Iron Throne was the doom of Daenerys Targaryen all alone, I'll kill you. Because that is entire, like, that's just bullshit. Does the dragon understand symbolism? Does the dragon understand deeper things that... No. You know what? No. Oh my god. I'm already getting railed up. I do not know what to tell you. And we'll talk about Dra- and Drogon and Danny and all their, you know, 
things that happened in the episode later let's talk about Arya because she was a simple character she didn't do a lot let's get her out of the way first Arya was just there and I guess she was one of the people just like Tyrion that talked to Jon Snow and said this is crazy she crazy she's psycho she's sweet but a psycho just like that song but you have to get rid of her because she will kill all of us and what about Sansa blah 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 and it's true you have like that I think that's the thing that made Jon Snow change his mind because the brother like the sisters were in Winterfell and Daenerys Targaryen mentioned kind of like taking over Winterfell in some way or another so I guess Jon Snow tie to Winterfell was the tipping point and obviously his family that he later <clears throat> leaves behind obviously because he didn't have a choice but you know in that moment he's like my family Hakuna Matata or whatever bullshit and they do that anyway yes Arya was just there I don't know what else to say about her she looked nice talking about looking nice Daenerys Targaryen looked like she put on a little bit of concealer she put on some eyeshadow and some cute nude lipstick Kylie Jenner collection <laughs> and she looked so stunning which was really terrifying considering she looked like shit before she killed all those people maybe that's what kept her alive maybe that was her secret all along imagine the beauty parlor like oh my god you look so good what do you do I burn alive millions of people children women you know the drill it really does it for me uh, anyway she really did look stunning but threatening because she's supposed to I guess Grey Worm was there. Grey Worm changed completely. But obviously we didn't get to know him much. And they killed the only person that he really truly loved. In front of him in such a way. So you cannot... We didn't know enough about Grey Worm to be like, he's out of character. He just followed his queen. If the queen says, you know, have a milkshake. And he's like, I cannot have dairy. I'll get really gassy. He'll still do it. He'll get the milkshake. Why am I using those metaphors? This doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, Grey Worm just followed Daenerys around. And Danny, they have... He has all his... She has all his army around her. She's really well positioned. She says... She talks about breaking the will. She gave a whole speech. A very sexy speech in that language that I cannot remember the name of. I'm a great reviewer of Game of Thrones. Wow. My wisdom knows no boundaries. <laughs> anyway, yes. Then she goes to the throne. She does a little, whatever, a little story like, oh, when I was little, nobody cares, actually. After they destroy her character, I do really care about the story. She gets killed anyway in a very diplomatic matter. Drogon comes in. Drogon is like, what? Wait a minute. And then Jon Snow is it's not what it looks like. And Drogon is like, Oh, because it looks like the throne somehow and her being so ambitious for the throne has actually doomed my queen and that's why she did. Or like I saw a meme being like, oh, she has like a pointy thing stuck in her body. Maybe the sticky, the pointy chair killed her and that's why Drogon burns down the Iron Throne. That is an iconic moment, I must admit. That was pretty cool. But all of my friends and I thought that he was just gonna burn Kit, like Kit Harrington. <laughs> Kit Harrington. He was just gonna burn Jon Snow, and then we were like, maybe he will survive the fire because obviously he's a Targaryen at some point. We had a whole argument about it. Anyway, it did not happen. The dragon ignored Jon Snow totally and just burned the Iron Throne. 
which I guess it was symbolism, but at the same time, that came out of nowhere. I don't care for that bullshit. Don't give me that if that wasn't hinted. Of course, I'll watch a YouTube video explaining it, and they'll link it with some of the stuff that the dragon da- did, or a look that the dragon gave somebody once. But, you know, it's not really for me. That moment was out of place for me. Jon Snow gets incarcerated because, obviously, he killed Danny. They don't kill him, which is really surprising. Obviously, Jon Snow, Jon Snow never gets really hurt, does he? Apparently, there's a time jump. I think it's about a few weeks because you see the fake beard of... (laughs) Oh, my God. The fake beard of Tyrion Lannister, which is really weird. It looks really fake. Everybody's beards look really fake in that episode. But anyway, yes, it's been a few weeks since Jon and Tyrion have been incarcerated. And they have a little... A little group of people there, the lords and ladies and knights of the realm. I didn't understand well how many people, like, why Davos Seaworth was there and who he was representing or what he was representing. He himself said, I don't know if I get a vote. And I was like, dude, if you don't know, we're not going to know. Brianna of Tars was there. I don't know. It was really confusing in the sense, like, political sense, who was really important, relevant, and who wasn't, because they voted anyway when somebody um, got chosen as the king. Who got chosen as the king? Wow, it's Bran the Broken. It does sound pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Well, back to Danny. They forgot about her, you guys. They, the dragon, just takes her carbs, takes her somewhere, and just leaves. I do not know how the Unsullied and... Um, the army of Danny knows that she's dead because technically she could have just taken off in the dragon. She's like, I need my me time. Bye. Nobody saw her corpse. Nobody. Well, maybe because dragon mailed the the Iron Throne. Everybody was like, oh, that symbolism. The dragon has always been very equipped to catch symbolism, and we catch it too. So she, Daenerys again is probably dead because she got really. It doesn't matter. Anyway, she's gone. They don't mention her again, they don't talk about her again, they ignore the character that we've been seeing and following for eight fucking seasons, and leave her be. That bothered me so much. They just leave people be. The way that Cersei got killed, just like that shitty rocks, and Daenerys Targaryen was killed, just by that shitty dagger moment. Also, the dragon took the dagger with him. Jon Snow should have gotten it. Anyway, there was so many little loose ends that I just want wanted to be neatly, you know, tied and solved. I'm sure an expert reviewer on Game of Thrones that knows all the names and technicalities and blah 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 will explain it much better than I can. I'm not that kind of person. This is not what review without a cause is about. I'm a mess. Welcome. I was really disappointed by Danny's end, demise, and Grey Worm was just there. He was somehow the spokesperson. Well, he was the delegate of representative of war or something like that. He got a promotion, which was really nice. So that's how, like, that's the person that the entire council of lords and ladies and knights and knights <laughs> deal with when they try to free Jon Snow and Tyrion Lannister because of the conspiracy against Daenerys Targaryen. So that's really nice. He got a nice gig on that one. Let's talk about Brandon the Broken. Brandon the Broken, dude, that sounds amazing. Great name. 
great. I don't know. It was a little bit on the nose, though. Broken. I mean, he's not broken. He'll be all right. Also, what I thought was really not okay was for Sansa to be like, yo, my brother's penis does not work. So if you... <laughs> it just came out of nowhere, too. I'm sure that Bran was kind of like, really, girl? You could have just wrote it on a note and just sent it to Tyrion, like, very, like, you know, under the radar. But no, she just said it. My brother cannot have children. His, his penis, his, his thing doesn't work. Which is nice to know. Which is good to know. You know. But what's going to happen when Brandon the Broken dies? We don't know. But I think the Third Raven lives a long time, doesn't he? I don't know. Once again, I'm not the expert at Game of Thrones. I don't have to be an expert ever again because this is over. So, ha! I got away with it. Bran Stark is now the king of six kingdoms. Six kingdoms, you may ask? Yes! <laughs> because Sansa Stark does not want Winterfell, the north, to be under the hand of the king. And I understand it to a certain extent, but if the king is your brother, what does it matter? Well, Sansa has been pursuing this for a while. She's talked about the North being able to be free for a while. So I'm glad that she got it. And it's not because the king is her brother. But I think it is. I don't think she would have gotten away with it if somebody else would have been chosen king or queen. I thought it was hilarious when they put this guy. I love that guy. I'm trying to find his name. Um, he was the one who got married in the red wedding. I don't even know how the fuck he's alive. Everybody was like, who's that guy? I was like, he's the guy from the Red Wedding. How do I know? Because I find that man really attractive, and he was an Outlander. And I'm not ashamed to say, I found that guy more attractive than the guy from Outlander. Yes, am I one in a million? Sure. Um, The guy's name is Edmore Tully. He was the one who got married in the Red Wedding. The actor is called Tobias Menzies. He, funny fact... You know, in every episode, I drop a little hint, I drop a little knowledge about my cinematic, you know, interests. Tobias Menzies is going to play the Duke of Edinburgh in the new season of The Crown. Because, you know, the characters got older, so Matt Smith is not going to play the Duke of Edinburgh anymore. It's Tobias Menzies now, which I'm really excited about, because I have already said he's really attractive. After talking for the longest time about this guy, that's not really important, I just thought it was really funny how he was just giving a whole speech about maybe him being king and Sansa was like, just sit down. Won't you just sit down? Get your, stay hum, stay humble, sit down, or be humble. I don't know. Kendrick Lamar, please don't come for me. You know, that was a funny moment. They added a little comedic moments at the end to relieve the tension because they knew that people were going to be really angry when this, when this episode was aired. So they were like, let's add a little, little jokes here and there. Just to save her asses. And it did not work. Well, Samuel Tarly was also there. He didn't do... He also made a joke. He said, well, what if we let the people choose? Like, kind of like democracy. Everybody laughed at him. Which I thought was really funny. Kind of sad, but really funny. Anyway, Brandon the Broken is the new king of the six kingdoms and the realm. Everybody's excited about it. But Brandon. Brandon does not want to be king. His expression does not say anything about him because he does not have any kind of uh, ability to express emotions. He's a tree. Can't believe we have a tree for a king. But it is It is what, it's what happened. He's like, I don't want to be king, but I'll do it. And then he's like, you know, I want Tyrion Lannister as my hand 
as my hand of the king. And then Tyrion is like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then, <laughs> and then the king is like, dude, if I'm doing it, you're doing it. It was kind of like a team when you're in class and you were like, oh, you have to volunteer for the fair, whatever. And your best friend looks at you and is like, I don't want to do this. But if you're doing it, you're coming with me. So we're both going to do something that we don't want to do. Which is always a good sign when you have a very important job, like a king and like Hannah the king. I'm sure they'll be fine, but I don't know if it was professional of them to be like, I don't want to be here. Please. Oh, this is lame. That is our, that's our king. <laughs> that's exactly how our king talks. No, but all jokes aside... I thought it was a great speech that Tyrion gave talking about how stories are the thing that move us, that are important to us, the past, the present, the future. I'm still very grey about the fact I'm not sure if Brandon can see the future or not because he does that joke when Tyrion is like, are you going to be king? And Brandon is like, what do you think I came all the way here? But I don't know if he can see the entire future because if he sees the future, that means he's an asshole because he saw how the dragon was going to kill millions of people. He saw how the Night King was going to kill so many people. He saw whatever bullshit. And people were saying, if Brandon knows what the, like how the future is going to be, he could have gotten himself into the head of the dragon. What is it called? Worf? Word? Something. Yeah, in the dragon. And then maybe manipulate him to not kill all those people. Or kill, just tell somebody to kill Daenerys Targaryen when they were all in Winterfell and worried about something else. Obviously, he's like, oh, oh, everything happens for a reason. That kind of bullshit. But then if you analyze the show, it's not true. <laughs> I saw so many posts on Tumblr like, so this happened for nothing. This happened for nothing. And this happened for nothing. Yes. So Brandon the Broken is full of shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, what a king we have proud really proud and then we get like a bunch of endings it's kind of like a lord of the rings kind of moment so many multiple endings for different characters we see that um basically the stark family rules westeros because we have sansa queen of the north we have the king brandon broken with the six uh kingdoms and the realm basically we have in the north we have Jon snow whose um his sentence is to be in the night watch, not take a wife, not have children, and just chill with the buddies in homosocial experiences, homoerotic moments, you know, do his thing. And then we have Arya Stark, who's like, I want to see what's out there. Arya, just get married to Gendry and just chill. She's the kind of woman who you want to, you just want to chill and watch Netflix, and your friend's like, oh my god, we have to go out there. We have to go this in place and that place. And you're like, you know what? Chill. Why can't you just relax for a second? That's what Ari is all about. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh my god, the metaphors. Anyway, yes. I So the Stark family basically won the Game of Thrones. I guess you could see it like that. It all started with the Stark children, so it makes sense that it ends like that. We got a glimpse of everybody getting ready for their destiny and their work. We also saw Tyrion Lannister getting ready for one of his, I assume, his first meeting as Hand of the King with all the advisors to the king there. There's um, Samuel Tarly, you know, with his official Citadel 
master of the something. I don't know. Once again, not an expert. We saw that Braun was there. He's the master of the coin, which, I mean, he got everything he wanted, dude. I don't know. That man play. I think, in my opinion, Braun won the Game of Thrones because he didn't suffer that much and he got everything he wanted. Then we have, obviously, the Onion Knight. I believe he was there. I don't even remember, dude. Oh, my God, that was so long ago. And by long ago, I mean 10 hours ago, less than that. And then we have Brienne of Tarth, which is the head of the King's Guard. I believe it has. I don't know if it was said. And then they need a Master of Whispers and something else that I did not pay attention to. But obviously, Bran Stark being able to go places, turn into animals. Well, not turn, but you know, get into animals' head and everything. Does he need a Master of Whispers? I don't know. And who could be better than him? Since they killed Varys without a fucking reason that shit keeps me up at night yeah that's the end basically it just shows a bunch of meetings um and then they're not used to saying six kingdoms they're not used to Bran being the king uh Podrick is there which is nice I was just talking with my friends and I thought what are they gonna do now are they gonna well it's good that Daenerys took care and destroyed the entire red keep because then they can install like rams for the for the, you know, for the chair. Obviously, he wouldn't be able to go up the chair, like the stairs and everything. So I assume that Podrick is the one who carries him everywhere, which is a great job to have. Congratulations, Podrick. Payne, you did it. And then we get a glimpse of, you know, King, uh, Queen of the North, which is really nice. She's, she's by herself, though. I thought that was quite sad because she's there in the North something that she's fought for a while now and she made it but she's all alone i'm not saying you have to get married to be happy but it would be nice to have a little companion there with her and she doesn't have anybody aria leaves i'm sure she's gonna be involved maybe in if they do a spin-off i've heard it's a prequel that's coming but it looks like aria's story is not over yet Jon snow goes to the to the wall i don't know what's the point of the watch of the king's of the king's watch oh my god the night night watch anymore because there's not a threat out there and i thought for a minute that they were gonna do that at the last minute kind of like show something that was out there but no it was a wholesome ending he um john snow and his beautiful boyfriend tormund giants bane <laughs> went like just walk into the sunset with the free folk free folk free people just walking I'm not sure if Jon Snow was planning to stay with them or he was just escorting them or just taking a walk. <laughs> just walking the the people. I don't know. I thought, I, in my opinion, he just goes back and forth between beyond the wall and the wall itself, him, itself so that he can be with torment. In my mind, they're, you know, they kiss once in a while. But I'm sure they, like, it's the ultimate bromance, isn't it? I'm glad he's happy. Jon Snow, the character most hyped about, the one who's half Targaryen, half um, Stark, was totally useless at the end because he's just at the watch, at the night's watch, just chilling with his bro, Tormund, talking about having sex with giants and bears and whatever, which is a great ending for Jon Snow. Not... Yeah, Gendry, I thought Gendry was going to do something with Arya. No, Gendry just accepted the, re- the rejection, just kill- just sat there and that 
little chair with the rest of the council when they had the meeting about Tyrion and Jon Snow's future. He looked really hot. And that was all. I can't believe Jara Greyjoy was like agreeing with Tannis Targaryen. Because obviously she did do some good things, but at the same time, the way she did it, it wasn't very nice. But it's interesting to see someone that still believed in Danny, even though there was nothing else to be done because Danny was already killed and forgotten, like another female character in the last episode. Is there a pattern there? We shouldn't attack the, the show like that because they have done a lot of work for female characters and empowerment, but at the end, they fucked it up somehow. They mistreated the female characters more than the male ones, or so they say out there in the internet world, and that's how I perceive it. Maybe it just slipped off their hands. Maybe it's just because the female characters were the one who were in charge in the last season. That's why they, you know, the higher you climb, the harder the fall. Wow, I'm full of wisdom. But yes, basically. Also, can we talk about the glow up of Robin Aaron? Yes, queen <laughs> he was sitting on that chair you know the guy from from the i don't even know the guys i mean i don't even know enough about this oh my god where is he he's the one who was in you know he's the blah, blah, blah. he's the cousin of the starks he's the son of the woman that got killed i don't even know you know what i'm talking about when little finger was the veil. Oh my god, that took me forever. I'm so sorry. Well, it's the last episode of Game of Thrones. I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. But yes, um, he is not of age yet. I think that's why the other guy is there to be with him. Although both vote. Once again, plot hole. I don't know how politics work there in Westeros. But yeah, he looks handsome as fuck. <laughs> There's a whole thing going on the internet about how he grew up to be a fine young man. Fun fact, that guy is Portuguese. No, wait, he's from Brazil. And he was born in 2000. Oh my God, I'm so old. Yeah, I cannot believe the last thing I'm going to say about the entire ep- like show Game of Thrones. It's about one actor that showed up in like three episodes just because he got really hot. But welcome to my podcast. This is Review Without a Cause. And I just care about hot, attractive people. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, That was it. That was my review of... The last, last, last episode of Game of Thrones. I hope you liked it. I didn't. <laughs> if you want to talk about it with me, you can contact me on Instagram. It's at Sarcastic Dimples. I don't have any other social media handles to give you. I cannot handle more than one account. So if you want to text me, well, you cannot text me. If you want to DM me, you can DM me. If you don't, you just don't. It was a great... Um, show to watch at least for the first six seasons our watch has ended we have nothing more to talk about Game of Thrones I'm glad because I don't know that much vocabulary anyway I was a mess I'm so sorry I apologize this is only my second episode of the podcast hope you liked it the next episode will be about a movie um or something different obviously not Game of Thrones related this I review all kind of movies and tv shows so stay tuned for that Thank you for joining me in this devastating journey of me trying to figure out the names and terms for things on Game of Thrones. But like I said, don't have to do it again ever. So, thanks for listening. Bye!